0: Infused with the scent of potpourri Films we commit to memory Crossing the felt ropes Watching from home on my TV Looking at all my eyes can see to tell me I obsessively. Hello and welcome to The Obsessive Viewer. We're a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be a genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at obsessiveviewer.com. And while every episode will always be free, if you'd like to support what we do here, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer for tons of bonus audio content, including TV and book reviews, immediate reaction movie reviews, Patreon potpourri episodes movie commentary tracks and early access to content um, if you heard the last the last episode episode 383 uh, that was a sneak peek at the first two uh dark reviews that I did that I did uh, without my voice cracking um, so uh, anyway uh, check that out patreon.com obsessive viewer I'm your host Matt hurt and you can find me on social media and Letterboxd at obsessive viewer. Uh, and joining me today is recurring co host and fellow IFJA member, uh, Ben Sears, who can be found on Letterboxd at Ben Sears and on Twitter at The Movie State. And his website can be found at TheMovieState.com. Ben, how are you doing this evening? And are you ready to talk about Heartland Film Festival? I'm ready. Nice. How are you? Nice. I am doing quite well. Um. Yeah. Uh, this is always a very hectic time of year for us with covering like Heartland and and having some IFJ obligations and everything. Um. It's always busy, and I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me about Heartland Film Festival. Um. There's yeah. nowhere else in the world I'd rather be. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So today on the show we are going to be giving kind of a preview of some of the films that are playing at this year's Heartland Film Festival. Uh, There's going to be virtual screenings starting today when, when you're listening to this, if you're listening into it the day that it, uh, that I posted, but it's running from October 6th to the 16th or 17th. Uh, You can find more information at heartlandfilm.org as well as a way to buy tickets and, Uh, unlock virtual screenings um this is the 31st heartland film festival so that's exciting um but before we get into heartland and kind of talking about the selection that they have this year and what's exciting us and what we're excited about ben what have you been up to with themoviestate.com
1: um just the usual lately a lot of tv reviews actually um i started uh mentioned last time i was on i mentioned the uh new tv project where i'll be covering season two of community that's been really fun so far uh still in the early goings but it's Mm -hmm. it's been really fun um and then finishing up actually next week i i just realized this last night but uh uh, as this episode is being released, only two more episodes to go, and uh, in the rings of power, yeah. So, um, that's been really fun, some really good uh, episodes, and a lot of fun covering it on a weekly basis. So, nice. uh, check that out, and then it's all Heartland from here for the next
0: uh, 10 days. Nice, very nice. Um, yeah, I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm excited to talk to you about Heartland and everything, and I'm I. I'm planning on starting Lord of the Rings um here fairly soon. I've been busy with TV stuff of my own for Patreon. I <laughs> like I've been pumping out like I've I am incredibly proud of the the dark uh reviews that I've been doing um and I just really really want more people to watch that show. <laughs> like uh Robert in Utah has just infected me with the bug of dark <laughs> and I'm very much uh, enjoying that. And then I've also been Working on uh, for all mankind episode reviews that are going to start on October twenty fourth, and I just finished the seventh episode tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be nice to have all of that on Patreon, Patreon dot com slash obsessive viewer, of course, and with tons of other stuff there too. Um, we'll we'll yeah. have
1: to talk about for all mankind off mic because that. Oh, yeah seventh episode is a big one
0: yes yes i uh yeah i adored i adored that episode um yeah yeah is that the one that you were that you were kind of um hinting at that you would want to talk to me about um
1: <laughs> i think it is i was okay uh reading the plot descriptions on wikipedia earlier nice. today and yeah uh nice. yeah um also, apparently, I I was not aware of this until today, but mm. there is apparently a post credit scene at the end of the season finale. So
0: then heads up for that season finale of For All Mankind. Yes. Oh wow. Okay, that's definitely good to know. Dang, that's weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to to that. Um. Yeah. Do you want to get into our episode talking about uh Heartland Film Festival?
1: Oh, I uh, forgot to mention mm-hmm. uh, this week's poll question oh, yes. on the website. Uh, what is your favorite horror movie franchise? Yes, and yes, I already know what your answer is going to be. Yep, so
0: already, already <laughs> voted. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, it is of course Scream. I I can't yep. divorce myself from that at all. <laughs> uh, how about yours? Because I I saw that. Like you, you haven't seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And
1: it's kind of by default, I would say it's also Scream because that's really the only franchise that I've Mm -hmm. seen. I've only seen the original uh, Halloween. I've never seen any of the uh, Nightmare or the uh, Friday the 13th movies. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to i know i left some off off of the list but i i could just couldn't think of any uh um, yeah. when i was making it like hmm. final destination maybe yeah or saw. uh no uh saw is on there oh saw is i've on seen there. okay i've seen i want to say maybe four or five of those okay um but i don't really love those yeah so <clears throat> interesting um yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what other ones I
0: Texas Chainsaw Massacre maybe. Yeah. The horror genre is so interesting to me because it in terms of franchises, um it is by and large I feel like the horror genre is is very much uh like very up and down. <laughs> like more up and down and and <laughs> crazy than any other genre with their franchises cuz like uh, one of the reasons why Scream is my favorite is that it had like it follows pretty closely like it it's not in terms of continuity and uh quality like it, it never really feels like that much of a cash in and there's always something that feels like organic to it um mm-hmm. Whereas you have just stuff that's basically filmmakers throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks with other franchises. Um, Yeah, I'd be very interested to hear your thoughts on some of the entries in the Halloween franchise. Um, Yeah. In particular, because there's some some interesting stuff in there and some just not so interesting or good stuff. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Hmm.
1: Maybe I should have thrown in the aliens franchise but i think that maybe that's is that more sci-fi than horror
0: um that's kind of unique i would say that it would fall under horror more i i would say sci-fi horror um Mm -hmm. the kind of tricky aspect of that is that like aliens is basically like the action action movie version of of an alien story yeah Um, exactly yeah hmm yeah Okay. Uh. Yeah. So interesting. Um. Yeah. So, uh, let's get let's talk about Heartland. Um. Are you ready? Uh. Ready for this? I'm ready. Nice. All right. So, um, this is the thirty first Heartland Film Festival here in Indianapolis, and we've we've seen we've seen we've each seen um a selection of movies so far. Um, it kicks off tomorrow. Uh, they have a bunch of special screenings that are that are going to be playing throughout the festival. Um, that we're both hopefully going to be attending uh, several of them. I, I would hope and together and separately. Together and separately, and it's it's just it's a really fun time of year. And Ben, if you wouldn't mind us getting kicked off and talk about. Um, how like what's your history with heartland um how have you how has your experience been um over the last what how like couple years that you've been you've been mm-hmm. involved with it
1: yeah the first one that i really remember uh and really dove into was 2019 mm-hmm. um and there were some really good movies uh that year like uh greener grass i remember that yeah. one that was uh <laughs> I I've been meaning to rewatch that because I remember really loving that one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then, uh, I don't know how much I watched in 2020. I mean, we did the Hitchcock mm-hmm. night.
0: Yeah, but that's I fine. honestly,
1: I can't remember anything else that they screened that year for that. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really just. 2020 (laughs) right like that's that's a byproduct of that because i don't think i i don't think i wrote really anything or did anything with heartland for oh no i did (laughs) yeah yeah uh, i I did a couple yeah i wrote four reviews for 2020's heartland um uh in case of emergency uh all for my mother song without a name in 76 days i loved 76 days Mm -hmm. um yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then last year was pretty great as well. Mm. Uh last year was my first year actually going to in-person screenings and nice. that was really fun. Nice. Um so yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh cover even more of it this year.
0: Nice, very nice. Yeah, I've been doing heartland kind of intermittently since I think 2015 or 2014 2014. And uh it's always fun. I just I I love the communal aspect of it and how they're it's just it's it's a really good time and they do they put on a really good uh festival consistently every year and it's it's really cool. Um yeah, I'm just looking at uh my archives and everything. Um yeah, so in this one is no different and I really like the way that it's kind of like this, like other festivals as well, have kind of embraced that virtual slash in person hybrid thing, and mm-hmm. I don't know how that is in the grand scheme of things, uh, for the bottom line or whatever. But I think that it just opens it up to more viewing and more opportunities for uh, people to to see things. So I just I, I really like that. I respect it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. I my my sisters don't live in in indiana Mm -hmm. i have other family that doesn't live in indiana so i can always recommend them to watch things from wherever they are and nice uh it's it's a great option
0: yeah absolutely um so we're gonna kind of do like a uh potpourri kind of extended potpourri kind of structure for this but i did want to mention that i Of course, Ben is going to be covering covering Heartland on his outlet on themovystate.com. and I'll have links in the show notes for all of that as well, but this year is different for me because I'm actually covering it for Nuvo.net for the first time, so I already have, uh, by the time this episode releases, I'll have four reviews posted on Nuvo.net. I'll put links in the show notes and everything, and then I'm hoping to do more as the festival uh rolls out and is in progress and everything um i've got a few reviews in the hopper that's going to be posted but look on nuvo.net um around 6:30 every morning i'll have a review posted on nuvo and i'm really it's really fun it's really it's really exciting that i get to you know play uh like like play in that arena and everything so it's fun
1: yeah, that's great. Um, I, I read yeah. a couple of them so far and oh, it's, nice. it's really co- awesome.
0: Oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there have been some really, really good movies. I know, I don't know exactly what all ones you've watched, but I know that you've watched one that I was a big fan of that I'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about. Um, but do you just want to kind of go kind of, uh, round Robin and like you get us kicked off with a movie that you've watched and we'll talk about it and uh kind of discuss it and kind of go from there yeah
1: that sounds good nice um all right where do i want to start um <clears throat> um the first one i guess i'll i'll talk about is uh called home is somewhere else and um this one actually will be uh so the way that i'm gonna do my heartland coverage on the website mm-hmm. um you're doing like full big reviews of mm. individual films i'm gonna do kind of two or three movies at a time
0: oh nice on
1: a, any given day just kind of shorter smaller reviews kind mm. of blurbs just nice. you know 150 200 words a piece mm. um that way i can recommend more Um, But one of the ones that that will be hosted uh, on the first day of the festival is called Home is Somewhere Else. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt, did you ever watch last year's Flea? I never did. uh, The animated documentary.
0: Right. I never did get around to that. Okay. Well, uh, I think
1: uh, this one is kind of similar to Flea in that it's a animated documentary um and flea was about a guy who uh was forced to move from his home to uh, russia Mm -hmm. and was trying to get out of russia and trying to illegally immigrate to a different country Mm -hmm. and that is essentially what home is somewhere else is about Um, it's it's actually kind of a anthology kind of series it's broken up into three short Kind of short films, okay. Um, all about uh, different people and their experiences immigrating from Mexico to the U.S. Interesting. Um, and it's really interesting. Each uh, each segment is animated differently, so you get these kind of personalized animations, which uh, help. Which mm. is a nice touch to it. Um, but the stories are really interesting really uh harrowing um just if you've heard any kind of story of someone's firsthand experience about what it's like to uh be an illegal immigrant from mexico or central america or wherever Mm -hmm. to the u.s it's it's very much like that so um yeah it's a really uh it's one of I think if not one of maybe the only documentary that I've watched so far, and I it's one that I liked quite
0: a bit. Interesting, and it's called Home Is Someplace Else.
1: <clears throat> Correct. Home okay. is somewhere else. Somewhere
0: else. Okay. Um, nice. I will definitely have that on my radar. It's something that uh, like that. That's a that's a blind spot for me as well. Is that I haven't watched any of the documentaries yet, and I know that. Um, it's, I mean, it's, uh, there's, there's one that, uh, like, it speaks to me. It's, uh, <laughs> Cat Daddies. I'm going to be watching that tomorrow. Well, you made that movie, so yeah, you I don't did. have to necessarily <laughs> yeah. see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. In Patreon, we talked about semi autobiographical movies. There's mine. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> but I am genuinely, like, very excited for that one. Um, but i mean yeah and i think someone
1: uh one of our colleagues uh mm. wrote about that on uh midwest film journal yeah so. i
0: think uh sam watermeyer did i think yeah okay um yeah i i i need to watch that and then and read his review um because i'm sure it's excellent uh Yeah, so that really speaks to me. Um, Have you, you haven't seen any other, have you seen any other documentaries? Or is that basically the only one? Not yet. Okay, gotcha. Are there any that are high on your radar? Uh, Yes. Um,
1: Do you, maybe we should have talked about this off mic. Do you want to (laughs) do a a bit at the end where we kind of talk about other ones
0: that that we... Is a great idea, honestly. So, yeah, we'll do that. We'll save that for the end. Uh, Do you want me to go ahead and give my uh, first kind of like pick that I want to discuss in in this? Yeah, go uh, ahead. All right. So my first one is something that I know that you've seen. um, And I believe you actually maybe interviewed the filmmaker for, but um, it happened one weekend the, uh, black and white filmed rom-com, uh, filmed entirely in Indianapolis. Um, it, I, I was pretty charmed by it. Uh, the plot summary is after a weekend that doesn't go according to plan, two best friends find themselves single at the same time, forcing them to confront their feelings for each other uh written and directed and stars uh zach cooper and co-stars uh mary moore uh, jesse epstein uh wilson Mack. um this movie i was i was pretty charmed by it. i was tickled by it. um romantic comedies obviously i'm i'm an unabashed fan of them and this is a movie that has a certain reverence for um romantic comedies that really that are really played up that reverence is is baked into the premise a lot um and i found a certain charm to that and when the tension kind of reaches a point where like the tension between the two characters um reaches kind of an apex point basically uh, I was pretty interested. I was pretty engaged, and I thought that it was uh it was, uh, it was pretty well done. Um, what did you think of it? Happened one weekend.
1: Yeah, I'd say about the same. Um, I actually watched that as part of Indie Film Fest. Oh, and that's yes, right. Uh, you were correct that I did interview the filmmaker, so nice. you can read that on the website. Um, and. Yeah, I I think it's it's very much like a throwback kind of rom com, mm-hmm. uh, very much in a like a when Harry met Sally kind of uh, kind of classic, just straight up, straight down the middle rom com. Yeah, um, yeah. I I really liked uh, Zach and uh, Mary's um, chemistry together. I think that mm-hmm. goes a long way in helping sell it. So yeah, um, that's just something that you can't just pull out of a hat really it's it's uh it's a really understated element that's that works really well
0: i definitely agree like when it gets to the point like i kind of said or danced around i guess uh when it gets to like the point where they're really confronting their feelings and everything the kind of drama of it and the implications of what it could mean for their friendship. Uh, kind of really takes center stage and I kind of I, I really appreciated that that sort of switch or that that change up in the tone um, specifically because it it throughout the movie up until that point the movie is very kind of kind of quippy and it's kind of it has a lot of kind of not social commentary, but commentary on just singledom in your twenties and in, in the movie mm-hmm. and having like this, like, like relationship questions and everything. But once they get to the point where they're like, Oh wait, what, like what's going on with us? It really kind of elevates it to, to a more dramatic, um, arena while still retaining that, um, sort of sort of fun cheeky kind of aesthetic so i kind of i I appreciate that that they can transition into different things there yeah for sure yeah um yeah and what is your uh next one
1: Well, I'll keep it, uh, in Indiana because that one, uh, it happened one weekend is, uh, part of the, I think it's the Indiana Indiana Spotlight spotlight category.
0: Yeah. And actually before we get to that, sorry, uh, what did you think about Indianapolis being, uh, like so prominent in it, like film filmed in Indianapolis?
1: It's really cool, um, I don't remember I mean, I'm sure there are some, mm-hmm. but I just don't remember any other movies that I've seen that really feature indie so uh so well, yeah, and um you know i I remember asking Zach this like it's it's filmed in such a way that you would think that he was like an Indianapolis native, but he's not. Um, he just that's moved here amazing. a couple of years ago. So, wow. um, yeah, it's, wow. it's really great.
0: That's really, that's, that's incredible. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's, it happened one weekend and, uh, yeah, if you want to continue with the Indiana spotlight, sorry to cut you off there.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's, uh, so the, uh, another movie that's part of the, uh, Indiana spotlight category is called always Lola. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I, uh, Give me one moment because I'm mm-hmm. on the Letterboxd page for it and it just says plot
0: unknown. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the uh, tricky things with, with festivals um, with Letterboxd because Letterboxd doesn't pull from like IMDB. It, it pulls from like the movie database, which is, you know, used a little bit more sparingly in terms of the independent arena so like there are a few like on my list i actually uploaded the cover art to the movie database myself (laughs) um yeah so uh did i stall enough for you or do you need more you did nice yes
1: well done (laughs) spoken like a pro thank you thank you from the heartland website mm-hmm. after popular high school senior lola dies her best mm-hmm. friends reunite on their annual camping trip to honor her only to discover murky secrets around her death that threaten to unhinge both her memory and their friend group Interesting. Um, <clears throat> so uh yeah this was uh this is a uh, heartland says this was filmed in west college corner indiana uh wherever that is huh. um but uh it's it's an interesting little um kind of character study i guess um lola is this very much uh energetic kind of unpredictable young person and um the whole uh, she she dies very early on in the movie and so the rest of the movie is just like these friends just trying to deal with that fallout and uh how much she mean how much she meant to them Hmm. and uh uh kind of how much you want to honor someone's memory when you don't always have the best memories of them if that makes sense Sure. Um, Like she's, she was kind of a bad influence. I'll just say that on some of her friends. And so some of those feelings kind of come back lingering after, after she passes away. Um, Hmm. It's, it's maybe not a great movie. There's some kind of narrative contrivances that didn't really work for me sometimes.
0: Okay.
1: Um, But it's, it's a solid little movie. Um, it's relatively short. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think it's pretty decent. Um, some decent nice. performances at a time at sometimes.
0: Very nice. Um, yeah. So that's always Lola and yeah. Interesting. I might, I might eventually, uh, pick that up and check it out. Um, cause I really wanted to do all of the Indiana spotlight, but, I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of an embarrassment of riches. That, like, they have a lot of of stuff there that really kind of piqued my interest. Um, so, it's just basically a race to get as much watched as I can. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Um, okay, are you ready for my next one? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, I'm going to talk about Because We're Family, which is... Um, Directed by Christine Nyhart Kaplan and Angela Stern and written by uh, Angela Stern based on her uh, stage play, um, Mama's Eggnog, I believe. And I have a review of this, and it happened one weekend on Nuvo. I'll put a link in the show notes, of course, but because we're family, the plot summary is... Uh, While Dallas and Courtney have been coping with their mother's death for over a month, their youngest sibling, Belinda, finally returns from Tibet in time to collectively witness their mother's cremation. The three then return to their childhood home to live and grieve together for the holidays. Reunited under one roof to celebrate the, the Christmas holiday, the family realizes that some holiday traditions are just too difficult to digest. And... This movie was kind of a blast. Um the it's it's a dramedy that doesn't shy away from the kind of heavy the heavy burden of telling a story about grief but also doing it through this very comedic and high energy just kind of almost almost crazy kind of sheen and it's Mm. it's really entertaining um the group the the siblings are very kind of eclectic and like when um belinda the youngest sibling like she's very eccentric and kind of a free spirit character uh one of the big points of contention in the movie is that she uh (laughs) she starts dating while while she's like visiting and they're grieving together and everything she starts dating the man who worked at the crematorium who cremated their mother and it was it's it's such a weird almost almost uh almost surreal but not really um uh kind of thing like there's a running gag where his name, like the that guy's name is Mitchell and he, anytime someone refers to him as Mitch, he corrects them as Mitchell and it becomes like this thing that just really gets under the skin of all the siblings. And it's just like little things like that are a lot of fun. And then it goes to some places that just go kind of crazy with the humor, but also bring out a certain level of catharsis that's needed for that kind of grief story. Um so I don't know, I I got a lot out of it. I I had a lot of fun with it. Um yeah, it was it was really good because we're family. Mm-hmm. Um has that been on your radar at all? Have you watched it? I have watched it. Nice. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was uh better than
1: I expected it to be. Nice. Um I think whenever you read a plot description of like a film festival movie like a mm-hmm. smaller film festival movie and there's like the words like quirky or dramedy in there yeah it's almost always like a recipe for disaster right um because you're almost always in for some weird like weird for weird sake or just you know uh people behaving unnaturally
0: yes but
1: I would say for the most part, the drama in this is relatively natural. Nice. Um, I I think there was some good humor, uh, not like over the top,
0: mm-hmm. just
1: again, humor for humor's sake. Yeah. Um, with maybe one or two exceptions. Um, but I thought, I thought the characters were pretty well defined. Um, and, uh, it was enjoyable i also like that it's uh a holiday movie but it's not about one specific holiday it's yeah. kind of about the holiday season mm-hmm. um so and just like what all that entails especially when you're dealing with a recent death
0: yeah yeah that was so, a that was a really interesting angle to it
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah uh so that's because we're family. And uh how about your next one, Ben? What do you what do you got for us? All right. Um
1: actually one of my, one of my favorite movies that I have watched so far uh it's called Waiting for the Light to Change. Nice. And I will have the sorry, I wasn't as Oh, no worries. prepared for this as I should have been. Mm-hmm. Um
0: this one is definitely on my radar as well. Um, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And actually I will have a, um, uh, it's not coming up on here. Ah. Uh, even when I search waiting for, (laughs) (laughs) um, oh, I know what I did wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. anyway, um, it's uh, i I will actually have a uh, an interview that I did with the writer and director of the movie. Uh, nice coming to the dot uh, at some point during the festival. I haven't scheduled it yet, but okay. um, soon. anyway. Uh plot description over the course of a week long beachside getaway. Amy, having recently undergone dramatic weight loss, finds herself wrestling between loyalty to her best friend, Kim, and her attraction to Kim's new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is uh, another one that's streaming virtually and you can see it in person. It looks like nice. it's screening Friday, October 7th and Saturday, October 8th. Sweet. Um, directed by Lynn Tran. Um, and I, I think this is a really interesting, uh, movie. Um, it's, and, and I just think that it's interesting just in the way that it was filmed mostly. Um, because it's very much like a loosely written, um, almost improvised and i actually i talked to her about that when i interview her um loosely written almost improvised kind of screenplay um a lot of the well almost all of the scenes play out in these long takes where the camera just barely ever moves oh nice Um, so very much like a fly on the wall kind of thing um some so it it plays into some really natural performances and it just really speaks to the subject matter really well of like that kind of, they're all in their like early twenties. So it really speaks to that kind of aimlessness of that age when you just don't know what you're doing. Nice. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, I was really impressed with it. I think it's uh, one of the least conventional movies that I have seen so far out of the whole festival. And I, And I appreciate that because when you see a lot of these film festival movies, they can get kind of um, not necessarily bad in their uh, repetitiveness, Mm -hmm. but it's always nice to see something different, you know?
0: Yeah, especially when like with us and we're watching a ton of stuff. So like anything that can stand out is and and stand out well is uh, is definitely definitely a a good sign so that sounds really interesting
1: yeah um yeah and again it's it's a short uh Mm -hmm. movie so um very uh uh highly recommend
0: nice that's waiting for the light to change and it is
1: and Mm -hmm. uh sorry and it's uh the debut uh directorial debut of oh yeah so uh i i I was even more impressed with it from that perspective
0: very cool nice um all right do you want my next one go ahead all right we've got uh this is one of the standouts that i've seen um i've got uh it's it's called the moon and back it's written and directed by leah bleach uh bleich um and it's it's very good. It's uh, The plot summary is, one year after her father's death, high school senior Lydia Gilbert feels completely lost until she discovers something unexpected, a space opera screenplay needing a blockbuster-sized budget written by her dad. Equipped with just a VHS camera and pocket change, Lydia decides to honor her late father and make this script a reality. Um, the Moon and Back is... Very, very charming, and again, it's interesting um it's another example of a movie that plays in that kind of grief space and about a character that is experiencing grief and working through it. But the way that the Moon and Back operates is it has this it has this very uh fun aesthetic to it in that it is displaying the amateur filmmaking of someone who is not in the filmmaking arena like this 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 high school student is she doesn't know how to make a movie and what she's doing is really working through her grief and it really comes together in a very nice way when she confronts that grief and enters into that cathartic space and it's just it's it's really charming. I was incredibly charmed by it. And I think that, um, the, uh, the lead actress, Isabel May, um, did a phenomenal job, uh, in, in the role. I think that she really played that well. Um, there's this kind of running thing of her running away from, like her obligations as like a high school senior and looking toward the future. And I think that there's this level of subtlety to the movie that is showing her as being this, this person who is suddenly finding herself in a state of arrested development because she needs to work through her, like her loss and, and figure out like how to process that. And I think that there's, just a level of artistry to to the filmmaking of that uh in the storytelling in in the movie that I I really latched onto and really appreciated. Um yeah, yeah. Have you watched The Moon and Back? I have. Nice. Yeah,
1: that was actually I think that was the first uh Heartland movie that I watched.
0: Oh, very cool.
1: Um and Uh, that's another one where I interviewed the director and I believe I'll have that posting on Friday, the
0: seventh sweet. So yeah. Nice. Um, I'm going to try my best to update the show notes throughout the run of the festival with our links. So if you're listening to this after the festival, um, check the show notes and we'll have all of the, all of the content in the links and everything. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I... I don't know if you had read this about the movie, but mm. they only had nine days to shoot it.
0: Really? I did not read that mm-hmm. about it. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> that is incredibly impressive.
1: Huh. Yeah, I know. Wow. Uh, I, I don't know what brought on that uh, mm-hmm. lamentation, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, this is the director's first uh first feature so yeah
0: that is Um, that is insanely impressive wow (laughs) wow yeah i i'm kind of blown away by that um yeah my review will be posting on nuvo.net tomorrow morning uh for the moon and back so check check that out for sure um yeah it was it was one of the standouts of the ones i've seen yeah awesome yeah uh how about your next one all
1: right. So, um <laughs> go figure this is one that I'm prepared. I have the plot description pulled up for it, but it's nice. fairly long. So, okay. um but it's called The Wind and the Reckoning. Okay. Um I I, I won't read the whole thing, but okay. um essentially it's a period piece uh that is a, based on a true story um about Native Hawaiians who, um, uh, in the, I think it was the late 1800s, um, American, uh, colonists, uh, came over to Hawaii and, um, started to take over and started to move people infected with leprosy into these uh essentially camps or farms, wow, um, so that they were isolated from everybody else and it's uh, about a family that tries to resist those American colonists um, and uh it's a really well done just independent period piece uh which i i was i i mean i gotta give him kudos for that because i don't know what the budget was but i can't imagine it was all that much yeah um there's no recognizable stars in this so um the just any of the crafts were really well done the uh production design hair and makeup uh hair and makeup is, is extensive because there are several nice. people that you meet that are infected with leprosy and
0: oh yeah a
1: lot of uh you know prosthetics go into that so um uh, just really impressive work there and then costumes uh it's it's shot really well um the cinematography didn't like blow me away but i think it's still pretty solid
0: nice um
1: Yeah. And then just a a really interesting piece of history that I was not aware of. So, yeah, yeah, uh, very impressive there. Uh, And I believe on SEC, Mm -hmm. uh, yes, uh, streaming uh, throughout the festival and then Mm -hmm. screening in person on October 8th and 9th.
0: Sweet. And that's called The Wind and the Reckoning hmm very cool yeah that sounds very interesting I'll, I'll have to put that in my list as well um yeah i that wasn't i don't even think that was really on my radar so yeah i'm gonna definitely have to see that um because because you don't really see a lot of like period pieces in in the independent space like that in festival circuit because like you said i like by its nature it's it's better to do uh it's it's it it is a tougher barrier of entry to do like a period piece without like a big production involved yeah so that yeah because they're so expensive
1: and a lot of independent studios just don't have the budget for it
0: yeah oh absolutely um so my next one is uh the as of right now it's the only um I believe it's the only heartland horror film that I've watched. Um, heartland horror is a new edition, a newer addition to the festival, uh, started a few years ago. I think maybe two years ago. Um, it's a selection of horror movies, uh, for heartland horror, which I think is a very good, like meld because heartland takes place in October. Like Hmm. it's, it's, it's smart move to have like a horror selection. um, and this movie is called Follow Her. It is directed by Sylvia Kaminer and uh written by Danny Barker, who, if I'm not mistaken, is in the movie. Yes, she plays Jess, uh, and co-starring as Tom is Luke Cook. Uh the plot summary is an aspiring actress responds to a mysterious classified ad and finds herself trapped in her new boss's Twisted Revenge fantasy. And so this was a very solid movie. Um I I there were pieces of it that didn't really connect with me unfortunately, but the things that did were pretty impressive. Um this movie kind of boasts this very strong like almost meat cute at the beginning of the movie where uh, these two characters interact with each other uh the the man uh tom played by luke cook is like this charming like uh australian i think um person who kind of sweeps her off her feet a little bit but there's also this edge to him that like we kind of know like there's not maybe not maybe not everything is as it seems and when It's when things kind of transition into that more conventional like horror kind of thriller aspect that it kind of loses me because I think because there was such a drastic change in that actor's performance and he did so well in the first part that it kind of it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Um, But as far as like a thriller where uh, it's a it's a kind of confined thriller it it worked it worked for me more than it didn't work for me and uh it i i feel like it was it was it was pretty solid so yeah
1: and have you seen i this? think i have not i mm-hmm. think that's another one that's it's the director's first movie i think so too yeah okay
0: yeah um yeah, it was solid i think that there i think that people will get more out of it than probably than I did. Uh, There's an aspect to the story that I felt was a little bit, what was, it was an interesting angle that I feel like wasn't explored as, as well for me, but basically uh, he hires her. She takes an internet classified ad and he hires her to finish a screenplay that he's working on. And when she gets there, she realizes, Oh, the screenplay is just like, it is a written down, depiction of like their entire day that they've met and it turns into this twisted like like he says it turns into uh, turns into this twisted like role play kind of thing i'll i'll leave it at that because i want to be vague that i think is a very interesting and unique premise but i feel like it, the movie didn't quite explore that aspect of it uh fully enough for my liking but people may get a, a big kick out of it um yeah nice yeah um do you want to kind of do one more or do we want to keep going because i've got i've got one more i'm saving the kind of my personal favorite that i've watched (laughs) uh and i'm also kind of nervous that you're gonna say this one uh
1: no i'm not okay good um i so i can do kind of two quickly okay if that's all right with you yeah
0: that's fine we can actually do two two more and then do our uh kind of what's on our radar pick okay want to do that
1: yeah do you do you want me to give them both at the same time
0: uh no you can do one I'll i'll throw another one in in two so we'll just keep going and we'll each do two more
1: okay yeah uh so first i'll stick with the heartland horror Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one that I just watched today. Actually, it's called Last Radio Call.
0: Oh, I almost watched that one today. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely on my radar. How was it?
1: Um, well, uh, I'll I'll give the plot description first. Of course, um, written and directed by Isaac Rodriguez. On July eighteenth, twenty eighteen, Officer David Sterling went missing inside the abandoned Yorktown Memorial Hospital. Using his recovered body cam footage, his wife attempts to piece together what happened to him on that terrifying night. So um, this is this started out really well for me. Um, I I kind of like the kind of like Blair Witch uh, project, um, paranormal activity kind of you know documentary esque yeah. uh, horror footage. movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's how this one starts out. It's, it's kind of how the whole thing goes out, but, okay. um, I liked the, the opening cause you, the, the opening, you see the body cam footage of mm-hmm. his time inside that hospital. Um, and I thought there was some really like effective, creepy kind of stuff in those body cam segments. Nice. Um, <clears throat> those moments I feel like would play really well in a theater. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, for that alone, I would say, go and see it in the theater if you can. Um, the performances are not all that great. Um, there's a kind of stereotypical, uh, native American kind of supernatural element to it that I wasn't too totally thrilled with. Um, but I think it's it provides some interesting moments and some interesting kind of scares nice. um uh yeah I, I think it's it's really interesting
0: nice yeah that that definitely piqued my interest um and it it sounds it sounds interesting um mm-hmm. like i said i kind of, i really wanted to watch all of the Indiana spotlight and Harlan horror movies, so uh that'll probably be probably be the next one that i watch honestly um very very intrigued by it interesting
1: yeah hmm. yeah i'm going to do my best to watch all of the horror movies as well there's only nice.
0: 5 I think there's 5 yeah so yep yeah um cool um i'm going to go ahead and say my personal favorite that i've watched so far um cuz i'm really excited about this um it's a movie called What We Do Next. It is a, a very unique, unique movie in the way that it is kind of shot. Okay. Um, I was vamping to get the plot summary. Um, written and directed by Stephen uh, Belber. Uh, the plot summary is a New York city politician is forced to navigate her complicated past with a young woman recently released from prison and corporate attorney power constantly shifts among the three characters as they fight for their version of the truth. This is a very interesting movie that I feel like it, uh, by the way, it stars Karen Pittman, Corey Stahl and Michelle, uh, Vintamilla, the Vintamilla, Vintamilla. Uh, and it's when you get to the title card in the movie, it says a film and seven scenes. And throughout the course of the movie, we we have like these seven very extended scenes that that have two or three of these characters in the scene together. And I found it to be so engaging and just incredibly well written, incredibly well acted, and the power dynamics that were at play throughout this movie and the way that they shift and change are kind of astounding to me. Um, I liken it to being somewhat feeling like an Aaron Sorkin movie, but mm-hmm. without like the way that I describe like the way that I describe it is that it's like an Aaron Sorkin movie, but from someone who isn't Who isn't Aaron Sorkin? (laughs) That'll be the most not obnoxious. Yes, exactly. Um, someone that's not obnoxious and like has like clearly (laughs) has a story that they want to tell, and not a story that they want to force feed their their own personal agenda into. Like, this is a very interesting story, um, and it it's so. I, I love the acting. I thought the acting was phenomenal. Uh Corey Stahl, I'm I've been a fan of his for years, and I think he does he does a phenomenal job in this movie. Um yeah, I just I was so I was so taken with this. Um Ben, you recently watched it. Uh how did you feel about it? I did, and yeah, I'll I'll echo what you said. Nice. Um it
1: actually it reminded me a little bit of last year's Heartland uh movie Mass. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Just, just in the way that it's all so self-contained, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's not all in one location, but right. each each scene takes place in one location, um, and it's all just all dialogue, really. Yeah, um, and yeah, just the the back and forth, and the way that the, like you said, the power dynamics, the way that they constantly change and evolve. Uh, was really interesting
0: yeah oh yeah they kind of blew me away a little bit um yeah I, I really really liked it um and I love the way that the the script does such a great job of refocusing us on the characters because these seven scenes like that's not a gimmick at all like it is it is a seven act story and each act they catch up like the script catches us up with what the characters have been going through because time has passed in between these scenes and it's very much structured like a stage production like a stage play and because of that I think that it really just really focuses in and hones in on the characters and gives the performers just so much meat to work with in in their performances and it just it was really really remarkable um yeah
1: yeah i i will say i didn't totally love the kind of bumper moments when in between mm. each scene where it's like a uh a radio announcer that's like yeah charting the the politician's career path mm-hmm. i mean it, it's not a deal breaker or anything sure. but i it, it just... I wasn't a fan of that moment.
0: I i can That's... i can get on board with that. I can understand that. hmm Yeah. Yeah. But I like yeah. it. Yeah. It's uh, what we do next. And uh was very impressed with it. I was. So, yeah. Um, do we do one more round? Is that what the sure. plan was? Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. All right. Um, so... The last one, I'll I'll go back to the Heartland Horror section. Nice. And uh this is the shortest of the Heartland horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um it's called, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Tenny Saw, the Ancient Ones. Mm-hmm. Um and plot description after uh Saw is a supernatural anthology film based on five notorious goddesses of the Pacific. Um so yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a horror anthology movie from Mm. New Zealand, which, uh, I mean, I don't know how many horror movies from New Zealand you've seen, but this was my first. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a quick little, uh, quick little movie. I don't know. Uh, each one kind of has very similar themes of like, someone is wronged or someone does something shitty mm-hmm. and then something supernatural happens and they uh get their comeuppance. okay and there are uh, the the interesting thing about that i believe each of the segments is produced or is uh directed by someone different nice so it allows them to you know to bring their own kind of personality to it and mm-hmm. to um give them their own spin on the kind of story. Some are, uh, more modern. Some are more like allegorical. Some are, uh, more like straightforward. Some are, you know, uh, yeah. Um, but, but they're all, uh, they're all pretty interesting. I, I will yes. say, I don't think that it's really scary. Sure. Um, I, I don't even know if it's really creepy but Mm -hmm. it gets the job done. Um, it, uh, it gets you to root for these people to (laughs) have their lives destroyed in one way or another because they deserve it. Um, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, 64 minutes. So just quick and easy, uh, streaming online and in the theaters.
0: Sweet. And yeah, that's a TNA saw the ancient ones. um, yeah, that sounds very interesting. I'm, I've am. i been going through such a kick with uh, horror anthology movies, honestly. Um, so I am definitely going to be prioritizing that because um, it sounds very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, my final one that I'm going to bring up, I have a review of it on Nuvo.net, as I have with all of these other ones that I've said. Um, it's called The All Nighter. It is uh, written and directed by Amy Graham. And it is. Uh, here's the plot summary. When an astrophysics student working towards his PhD loses priceless, priceless research to an auto theft, he makes a bargain with a woman at a local pawn shop in order to get it back. Seeking to resolve issues from the past with her family, Belle drags Terrence to the desert where the two unwittingly, unwittingly, unwittingly um, play integral roles in healing old wounds, inspiring deliverance. Um, a late night encounter entwi- entwines the lives of two complex and resilient individuals as they navigate, uh, uh, the challenges that threaten to dismantle them. Uh, this movie was pretty impressive to me, honestly, like it, um it has this energy to it that is just very, very uh frenetic, and there's a level there's a level of characterization between these two characters, Belle and Terrence, that I feel does a, a pretty remarkable job at just telling these completely divergent stories in tying them together in such an intricate way. Um, for instance, Terence, his kind of big deal is like he, obviously he's working on priceless research and everything for his PhD. There is a bunch of stuff, like there's a bunch of pressure on that. But on his family side of things, his mother is, uh, has an addiction to gambling and she's in deep with like loan sharks. So there's this level of, um, pressure to not only get his research back but for him to help pay off like the people that are threatening his family and all the while he's also living in the shadow of his brother who is a massive celebrity and <laughs> refuses to help the family um and everything and it's just it's such an interesting kind of uh character avenue to navigate because there are so many moving pieces and on the other hand bell uh played by gretchen lodge is this character that has this this family tragedy at at like in the forefront of her mind and she is like opportunistic in that she uses terrence to kind of exp- like to to kind of get her parents approval in some cases and to kind of get them off her back. And it's just, it's a really interesting, uh, dynamic, um, throughout the movie. And it's just, it's, I was, I was really impressed with it. The way that it was able to sustain the energy and the pressure, um, throughout the movie was, was really, really quite, uh, quite impressive. It's uh, the all nighter. Have you watched this one? Oh, you're muted.
1: Sorry. No, uh, nice. no, I, I have not watched it, but I, uh, probably will watch it, uh, nice. sooner or later. Um, uh, yeah, that, that does sound pretty interesting. Nice. Cause it's yeah. the, uh, again, it's the director's first movie, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, awesome. yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very, I'm, I'm very pleased with it. So, um, I definitely recommend it for sure. All right. Um, yeah. And did you want to now talk about some movies that we want to see or that are on our radar that we want to uh, check out? Yeah, sure. All right. Do you want to kind of get us kicked off with that?
1: All right. Well, um, of course, you mentioned it already, but Cat Daddies. Got to yes. watch that. Um, <laughs> One that I uh, almost watched today was uh, a documentary called Paper City. Oh, Which yeah. if I remember right, um deals with the aftermath of like uh the uh uh the bombs in Hiroshima or Nagasaki, one yeah. of those. Um and uh the locals that have dealt with that for all their lives. Mm-hmm. Um so uh I'll probably watch that in the next day or two. Nice. Um uh let's see again I'll watch a lot of the or I'll I'll try to watch all the heartland horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um another Indiana one called The Country Club. Yeah. Uh the yeah I I don't really know anything about that. It sounds a little bit like a comedy so I'm mm-hmm. uh interested to check that out. Um what else? um a narrative feature that i uh is probably pretty high on my list is called remember this Mm -hmm. and that's mostly because it stars david strathairn yes that's right uh i'm a i'm a pretty big fan of his so i'm Mm -hmm. uh excited to check that out and i believe it's about world war ii so another kind of period movie nice um yeah um, what else? Oh, uh, I have not watched this yet, but I will uh, watch it and have a uh, interview with the director uh, of a movie called uh, Surprised by Oxford.
0: Okay. Hmm.
1: So, yeah.
0: Nice. Um,
1: I think those are the major ones for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Do, do you want me to mention the uh, special presentation ones that I'll be going to Uh
0: yeah, definitely.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um I'll be at uh, I'll be seeing Empire of Light mm-hmm. which is on Sunday the 9th. Nice. Um I'll be seeing Broker on mm-hmm. the 12th and Women Talking on the 13th. And then the Banshees of Inishirin on the 15th, and the Whale on the 16th.
0: Nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, I there's a bunch on my radar um, that I'm going to hopefully be able to see. Um, in terms of the official selections and everything, I definitely want to see uh, 1-800-Hot-Night, which... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm very curious about that just because it sounds like a fun, fun movie. Um, Mm -hmm. Like you, I want to see The Country Club. Um, And then uh, there was another one on here. Um, There's and like they have some really good special presentations also, Mm -hmm. which I'll talk about. But I also want to see Remember This as well. Um, and then in terms of, I think, documentaries, um, I want to see Butterfly in the Sky, um, More Than Corn, which is interesting because uh, More Than Corn is an Indiana uh, spotlight one where it's, a uh, Genesis and Eli, husband and wife farmers based in Noblesville, Indiana, share their journey to produce delicious local food. And I just, I don't know, there's something to, like, very kind of small documentaries like that that I really like. Like, was it 2020 or 2021? There was a documentary called uh, Welcome to Monterey that I really liked about this very small town in Indiana um, that I was Uh really impressed with. Um, Yeah, I
1: remember you talking about
0: that. Yeah. And then I also want to see Paper City as well. And then I have tickets for uh a few of the um special presentations and i'm gonna hopefully go to them because th- my car situation is a is a mess <laughs> but uh after sun on this friday the 7th uh till on monday the 10th uh broker on october 12th wednesday october 12th uh, my Policeman on the thirteenth, and the Whale. I will one hundred percent definitely be at the Whale um, on the sixteenth because I'm very excited for that one. Nice. Um, so yeah, so that's what's all on my radar and everything. I uh, think once again they have just a a great lineup of of movies. And it's yeah.
1: Really uh, to to go back one eight hundred Hot Night, our colleague Nick Rogers. Uh, yes really liked that one from what i remember and wrote a pretty glowing review for it yeah so, he was a fan uh, of that um, yeah that's
0: that's going up my radar as well nice nice yeah uh so yeah so that is our basically our rundown our preview of heartland film festival um highly recommend checking it out uh go to some in-person screenings if you can or check out virtual screenings. Um, there's a lot of good stuff there and we just kind of just scratched the surface on it. So, uh, yeah, all,
1: all of the in-person venues that they're doing for the heartland festival are really fantastic. The can can, Mm -hmm. uh, living room theater, Mm -hmm. both really great spots and really great locations. And then some of the new fields theaters are Mm. Really cool. I saw oh, yeah. my first movie at uh, Heartland uh, at Heartland last year, and that was really cool. So. Nice,
0: nice. Yeah, uh, Newfields is great. I, I love the Toby Theater where mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff is going to be. I, I really like that. Um, all right. Well, we will kind of wind down here before we go, Ben. If you could tell people where they can find you online and your website, and what you got in the pipeline for themoviestate
1: uh yeah again, just uh the movie dot com uh has links to all my socials um but in case you're lazy, just go to twitter <laughs> uh at the movie state and uh that's pretty much where I'm active the most so nice. um yeah, nice. nothing too exciting other than heartland coverage mm-hmm. uh coming down the pike but nice. uh go and vote on weekly poll questions every Monday and then yeah. um yeah
0: nice have you decided what next week's uh, poll question is going to be
1: i just did that today actually yeah oh, nice. um uh apparently i think it was either today or one day this week the 60th anniversary officially of doctor no oh the first nice. james bond movie so it's going to be uh what is your favorite james bond movie oh
0: nice Interesting. Huh. hmm Nice. I, I really need to go back and watch all of them, but I've only seen like half of them. I've talked about it before, but I have such a soft spot for Moonraker. I don't think I would make it my favorite, but I have such a soft spot for it. Um Okay. And, of course, we covered Goldfinger on, on uh, the Ebert's list. Um We did. Yeah. So... So, yeah, there's some there's some good ones. Um, yeah. So go to the movie dot com. Vote on the poll questions and, you know, read read Ben's stuff.
1: <laughs>
0: so <laughs> hang out uh, for a minute or two. Exactly. Um, as for me, you can find me on Twitter and everywhere at the at Obsessive Viewer, like the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash the Obsessive Viewer. And uh and then find my work at ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find a whole archive of my stuff from this year at ObsessiveViewer.com slash Matt Hurt 2022. Um, but for more content, go to patreon.com slash obsessive viewer and you can sign up for the minimum rate of one dollar per month. But the kind of sweet spot is two dollars per month. Uh, I have a bunch of stuff on there: uh, TV reviews, all of this stuff. So, um, so yeah, check that out and help support the show. And also check out my writing at nuvo.net. So uh, I'm gonna start playing us out, uh, Ben. It's been a pleasure uh and uh we'll hopefully maybe do another episode about Hardland afterwards kind of a breakdown of it maybe um so yeah so uh thank you guys so much for listening and uh we'll see you in the next episode thanks yeah And now, enjoy this short clip from our Patreon-exclusive RSS feed. For the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, such as early access to episodes, TV book and movie reviews and reaction recordings, commentary tracks, and Patreon potpourri episodes, go to patreon.com slash Viewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you and enjoy. Um, I saw it last night and I recorded a... um Immediate reaction review last night, and um, for the two dollar and above patrons. But so I'm not going to rehash anything there. But I will say that was not a fan. It just it did not do it for me. Um, yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, because um, I think we both really liked Booksmart. Oh yeah, I was a huge fan of Booksmart, and yeah, yeah it just. It's so mind boggling to me that this movie has a third act that no one apparently questioned. Like, <laughs> like, I I can't imagine it being written and then going through so many hands into, into production, into filming, into editing, into post-production without anyone raising the questions that I laughed at internally in the theater when the closing credits hit (laughs) like (laughs) that's that's my review of don't worry darling (laughs) nice yeah florence Pugh's good in it and harry styles is getting a lot of kind of flack for it but i thought he did okay so yeah yeah um yeah that's uh i'm really curious about
1: that i might still see it in the theater i don't know um but there's I don't know there's way too many movies out in the yeah. last like week or two that I uh, I don't know if I'll be able to have time for all of them before they are gone
0: yeah what have you watched lately that isn't going to be covered in our Heartland episode
1: um what have I watched lately uh this podcast was edited and
0: produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find links to all of our shows at obsessiveviewer.com slash podcasts. For exclusive bonus content,
1: including reviews, commentaries, and B-roll episodes, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.